And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering Indiana IU women's basketball. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe. I'm also joined by our co-host, Kathy Amos. This afternoon, we're discussing today's 93-56 to romp by your number six ranked Hoosiers over Wisconsin. This takes the women's record to 16-1 and overall and 6-1 and in the conference, a game behind league leader Ohio State. But let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And our banner moment today, Kathy, I, I'm going to go a, a regular season record crowd of 10,422 showed up at Simon Scott Assembly Hall on a Sunday afternoon to support the women's team today. And that is our banner moment. A shout out to all those 10,422 who showed up to root on the Hoosiers. We need them to come out to some other games on Thursday, but we'll take the 10,422 as well. And not that we're home this Thursday, but any Thursday, because we have some yes. tough games coming up on some Thursdays. Our banner moment is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for our schools in their existing line. You are bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear. Their new Indiana designs will be released this week. So whether you want only IU gear or other college teams or nothing associated with a team, Homefield probably has something for you. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com, and you're supporting an Indiana business that came up through Kelly School. Wear one for the team. And let's take it over to Kathy for the Amos angle and get her quick take on this game. Yeah, Jeff, thanks. That Yeah, the attendance was amazing. Like I started seeing on Twitter rumors of, you know, a huge crowd, people waiting in line before the game just to get in. So it was really fantastic to see. And hopefully that just keeps up even for those weeknight games. So hopefully the one coming up will be maybe a little easier with a later tip time. But for me, I'm also wanting to um, give a shout out to Terry Morin, because with that win today, she became the all time winningest coach for the IU women's program as well. So huge shout out for Coach Morin and just, you know, a, a Again, her uh, ability to have built the program while she has been with them has just been, I think, fantastic. And so I think there's the, you know, very little negative will probably get into this game. So it was just really nice to see it, especially coming off that big win over Maryland on Thursday. You know, sometimes you might think that the team might have a drop off or not quite prepared or as focused, you know, coming off of that. But I, I really didn't see any of that today, Jeff. And so I just thought mm -hmm. all around was just a fantastic win for this team and very focused from um, the tip off for most of the game I thought yeah I thought maybe maybe just a little bit of a la lull a little lackadaisical at the mm -hmm. beginning of the second quarter yep, um, into the first uh, there yeah yeah into the first into the second I was thinking more of the second but that's yeah you know, yeah I agree with you on that part um but congrats to coach Morn I, I I you know she has done a great job in building the program up and 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 with that I agree there's not a lot of negatives to talk about today Kathy so 
Uh, let's move on in. Let's talk about some of the things that went as expected. And I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I think actually quite a bit went as expected. Yeah. yeah. So, um, boy, I, I think I'll just start um, with uh, our defense again. I mean, we we held um, Wisconsin to 56 points per game, and they are averaging 70 points per game. So, you know, it's not like Wisconsin hasn't been able to put up game, uh, points in other games. So, again, our identity is very clear to me as, as a team and that to me is, as defense. And, you know, it, it just really came out in some of the, the scores and stuff that you see as well. You know, we're holding, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Wisconsin, only 35% shooting field goal shooting. They average, um, right around 43%. So, you know, um, Wisconsin's a young team too. So it, it was just, um, not surprising to me. I think the way we just really dominated them with our experience, but for me, the number one, as expected, as always has become defense. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the idea here that just took care of business against one of the bottom tier teams in the, in the big 10. And again, you made a good point. Wisconsin's trying to rebuild. They got some younger kids, but you didn't let them hang around deep into the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter and give them any confidence. Like I said, we had a little bit of a lull there, but then we had that 12-0 run in the second quarter, and that was when we really put this game away. We really were not challenged in the second half at all and, no. and, and, and got a chance there in the fourth quarter to play a lot of the young kids. And I think I pointed out on Twitter that the, the start of the fourth quarter were basically the four freshmen, uh, Sandvik, Bargasser, uh, Meister, um, I'm forgetting somebody, um, and, and Scalia were on the floor, and I'm forgetting who the fourth freshman was right off the top of my head. Um, uh, Lily Meister. Lily Meister. Thank you. Yes. Lily Meister. And I'm going to talk about Lily a little bit in a bit, I think anyway. So, but anyway, those four, and then they, you know, they pretty much got some extended run in the fourth quarter. You look today um, at, at the minute. So I was really, I like that aspect of it, that we just took care of business. You didn't let one of the bottom teams hang around. Yeah, absolutely. And this, you know, moves us now for tied in the, the conference in second. So yep. you know, again, I'm right with Iowa and we're chasing Ohio State. So yeah, it was definitely a, a needed win. So I, I would just love the crowd too. That was just so fun to see. So I know you mentioned uh, it already, but yeah. <laughs> going back yeah. to it, it's great. And the other thing was, and again, I'm going to kind of jump ahead. I'm not jumping ahead in terms of where we are in the run sheet, just that but yeah. you look at our numbers, you know, 26 assists on 35 made buckets. The ball was moving. People were moving. Again, that's what we've come to expect from this group of kids. And, mm -hmm. and this team with Terry Morin is especially when they get it. Now that everybody seems to be back and fairly healthy. I mean, Grace is not going to probably be 100 percent the rest of the year, but she's back. She's playing the last couple of games. The ball has moved. I didn't get a chance to watch the Maryland game live. I thought you and Amanda did a great job afterwards, by the way, on that show. Thank you. Um, but I watched it. I went back and watched it. The ball was moving. They were moving people. And that just, it, it, that's when they're really playing at their best. And they say they ran some really nice sets today that got them wide open layups. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it, that's probably another, uh, as expected, right. Is yeah. again, you know, what do we become known for is defense. Number one, number two is just the ability for them to share the ball with each other. And, um, as you pointed out, there was just a ton of assists again on all of those field goals that we made. So yeah, I, those are some of my big as expected moments for sure. Yeah. And I, I just think that, um, the fact that, you know, the, when you can play for me as a coach, when you can play that way against a team that you think you should go out and dominate, I'm, I'm sure they don't phrase it that way, but we all, as coaches have games where we're like, Hey, we really should be able to win this one. This should be one where we can get plenty of people in, maybe do some things, but it doesn't always go according that way. But, and today it did. And so that's why I really think that's a big as expected. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. I mean, let's go ahead and move on to surprises, Kathy, and I'll let you go first. But I've only got I've got one surprise, and it's really not even per se a surprise, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in that section of the run sheet. Yeah, me too. And uh it is not even about the actual gameplay. My my surprise, and I'm sure it wasn't a surprise to anyone there, but it I thought it was really cool. Um, Yarn Garzan's mom was in attendance mm-hmm. today. So for those of you maybe aren't aware, she is from they're from Israel, and so she was over here, you know, visiting her daughters um, because Yarden's sister um, plays at Oklahoma State. But the surprise was actually I saw on Twitter that Jeremy Gray, the in um, the announcer in Assembly Hall, actually announced one of Yarden's three pointers in Hebrew, and I'm sure he did that especially for her her mom being there. And I thought that was just a really cool thing to see. So, um, but in terms of the the game itself, I really just don't have anything. I mean, I was struggling as I was thinking about it throughout the game to come up with any surprises, either good or bad, I guess. And um, for me, the closest I could come is kind of that lull you mentioned at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. Um, but, you know, again, you'll have that from game to game. So I don't know that necessarily I was a surprise. Um, but, you know, that was about the closest Wisconsin, I think, got in, within four in that that time stretch. And I was a little surprised, I guess, because we came out hot, right? Like uh, we just really came out and had a 13-point lead or so. And we just kind of let them creep back in there for just a second. Um, but, boy, we we took off at that, you know, 14-2 to two run in the second quarter and really never looked back. I mean, we led for over 39 minutes of this game. So it just never felt in doubt to me. Yeah. And my, and again, this, I, it's, I'm putting it in here as a surprise because just, I think I'm, it's overall the way it's accumulated. It wasn't necessarily a surprise. Today. And that's the play, the continued play, but especially of Lexi Bargesser, but also especially Lily Meister. We've seen now the last two, three games where Coach Morin has really started to trust Lily out on the floor. And I think it's a two way street, or it's a kind of a double edged sword, you know, um, or a catch 22, maybe that, that, you know, you want to, the player wants to play more, but the coach has to trust you to put you back out there, but it's hard for you to have confidence to play the way you need to play for the coach to have trust in you. So I thought Lily in the last two, three games, and again, is, is she putting up huge numbers? No, but she's going out there. She's being solid enough. She's not hurting us. And in many cases, she's obviously making plays and putting some numbers in the stat sheet, but it's important that she can play and get McKenzie just a couple minutes here and there. She played 10 minutes today. And I know, again, I know it's a flawed stat in a a single game, but she was plus 21 while she was on the floor. I I mean, so I was really, I've really come to like the way I thought Lily would be one that could play quite a bit, but with sometimes the way we look at our minutes or the way we distribute minutes, I wasn't sure for a little bit earlier in the season if she was going to get a chance to do some of those things, but her, Lexi Bargesser, Hannah Sambic has had some run at different times. Um, and, and played nine minutes today. So it was nice to see Alyssa Geary got in the game. So it was mm-hmm. not my, I'm, I'm, again, I put it in here in their surprises, but we were able to go deep into the bench. And I think that's going to be helpful. But one thing, Kathy, I will say is a surprise here. And I saw, I saw this day and I had did not text you this. I want to get your reaction. I, I held it for this. I was looking at the Big Ten stats today. In the top 25 players, minutes played, how many do you think are IU players? Mm, two. Oh, you either cheated or you're a good guesser. I didn't <laughs> because it's two. It's oh, it's Chloe yeah. McNeil and 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 Mackenzie Holmes yeah. are the only two players in the top 25 in minutes. But we would have thought I I really would have thought we'd have at least three or four of our kids because so right. we, so maybe we aren't the only ones who play kids a ton of minutes. Yeah. and we just wish the bench would play a little more. But yeah, I I I, I like that where you can get 
about double digits. You had nine minutes, like I said, by Sandvik. You had 10 by Meister, 13 by Bargesser, and you got seven from Alyssa Geary today. I can live with that. Yeah. And to be fair, Jeff, I probably would have guessed around four or five had you not kind of set it up with it as being a surprise. <laughs> so I purposely went very low. <laughs> so Dang I am it. very surprised at that number. Uh, yeah, I would have thought it would have been higher because it always feels like, you know, we play about our, our six starters, really, because I count Sarah as um, basically for all intents and purposes starter as well. It always feels like they're playing in that mid to upper 30s, which I would have thought would have been higher. But that that's a great that's an interesting stat. So um, it may be on the surprise side. I, I was a little surprised actually Alyssa Geary didn't get in sooner. Like it, yes. I don't think she came in until the fourth quarter. I know she had been out for a while sick, but I've just been, I guess, in general surprised. Uh, but she didn't look quite as aggressive, right? Like, and I can understand why I was really trying to watch her play today. She didn't look quite as aggressive as we see out of McKenzie in getting, you know, when she got the ball down and, the post on one possession and, uh, you know, a couple of people collapsed on her from the defense and she immediately didn't try to go up anymore. She just kicked the ball right back out where when you see McKenzie, obviously, uh, you know, they're in different levels. So I'm not trying to compare the play, but right. that's my point of reference. McKenzie would have, you know, been a lot more aggressive trying to get to the hoop before just kicking it back out. So um, I, I just was, I'm, I guess I've been surprised at Alyssa Geary not being a little more aggressive this year. So I thought she would get a little more run into before the fourth quarter in this game. So that would be, I guess, another surprise I have. And then along that same lines, um, Mona's arc didn't get in today. Do we know, is she um, perhaps sick or hurt that I think I saw her sitting on the bench in street clothes, but um, yeah. I haven't seen anything. I didn't know if you might have, I, I had not seen anything, but I wasn't sure if that would be, I'll tell you, it might've been Mona. I wasn't, I couldn't quite tell who that was over there. And I thought for a second, I, I really thought for most of the game, it looked like Keandra was in street clothes. So when yeah. she showed up in the fourth quarter, like, oh, she's yeah, And she scored for us. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought, so I know I did not see anything on Zarek in terms of about being injured, sick or anything like that. But okay. I, it, but back to your point, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe that was Alyssa Geary still in street clothes because she hadn't yeah. played so deep into the game. So, but, you know, one thing we do know about Coach Moore, that most things that involve the team and where they are in terms of illness or um, uh, injury, unless the ESPN crew's in town, they're pretty tight-lipped about things that they put out there for the public. So I don't, you know, maybe Ari can fill us in when he comes into the into the workaholics later on later a little bit. Yeah, I saw a text from him that he was actually met Yarden's parents. Um, so um, he's probably still busy um, at the hall there. So yeah. um, any other? I don't have any other surprises, Jeff. No. My so let's, yeah, let's go inside the numbers, Kathy. Now let's let's go team number here for you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm let's try and limit to one today because it was such an uh, either right. that or go more team and less individual. But it was uh, I just think one team. I already talked about one number I saw, so I, that eliminates something. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one that I just want to talk about, maybe just one negative, I'll do one negative, one positive, and then you can um, have whatever. But the biggest one is really the first half. We didn't shoot it well again from three. Like it, we just seem to be really struggling. We only shot um, 29% from three point land in the first half, but we really, you know, we picked it back up in the second, we ended up shooting 40%. So it wasn't real, it wasn't beautiful, but it, they definitely improved in that second half. Um, but on the positive side, you know, again, and it was pretty obvious if you watch the game, the points in the paint were just, we just dominated them in the paint and we ended up 50 points to their 30 in the paint. So um, I thought those were a couple numbers that really stuck out to me. Yeah, I'm going to go to another one here that kind of off that same theme. 31 to 6 
in points off turnovers because we forced 21 turnovers today and only turned it over 12 ourselves. So that was that was one of those numbers that, you know, again, a, 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 a positive one. The other negative one here for me um, was I should say negative, but it was just the, the fact that, like you said, we didn't shoot it very well overall from three. We ended up at 40 percent. But if you take away mm-hmm. Yarden, if you take away Yarden's four for five, uh, the rest of the team yeah. was four for 15. So. Yeah. Although I do have to say, even though Sarah, I mean, Sarah finally made one, she mm-hmm. uh, one of five today. So it wasn't great. I'm just glad to see that she started shooting the ball again, because there have been a couple of games. She didn't put up any three point attempts. So I was very happy. At least she's trying. I'm like, I think that's the best thing for her right now is just to try to shoot her way out of the slump she's going through. I agree. That's the only way you can get out of it. So, yeah. So, so I'll throw it back to you then. Uh, what about individuals? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know, we'll get into some of the more individual players today, but we had just in general, he had four players in, in double figures. So um, between Sydney, Grace, McKenzie and Garzon. Um, but the other person that almost made it to double digits is somebody you've talked about a couple of times off the bench was Lily Meister. She ended up with eight. She was three or four on, on shooting and uh, had two, two rebounds too. So I thought just a nice 10 minutes we got from, from Lily Meister. So I thought that was really nice to see that. Yeah. And, and I'm going to throw out here, Grace Berger. Uh, 11 points, did not shoot it maybe the best. She was only, only took seven shots, three for seven, uh, two rebounds, but she had five assists. And it seems like, especially now, since so the last few games she's been back, uh, mm-hmm. the Northwestern game, Maryland, and today, she kind of is really facilitating. She really is kind of letting the game flow. And she did this even before she got hurt, I think. She really yeah. is doing a good job because she's racking up assists early in the first quarter. She's looking to get people involved. She's putting the ball where it's supposed to be in the offense. And you know, she'll end up like in the first quarter with three or four assists sometimes by the end of the first quarter. And then she ends up with five or six, maybe seven for the game. But she you can really tell that she's taken on that role. And even now that she's back, that her job is to get everybody where they're supposed to be, get the offense initiated. And again, I I think that we talked about this a little bit earlier, or and, and maybe even talked about it again after the Northwestern game. That, that there's just a calmness, there's just a little bit more of a focus, there's a little bit more of a um uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cohesiveness uh-huh. with this offense when Grace is on the floor, and and then and then everybody else can play kind of their true role. Yep, yep, I I absolutely agree with that. Um, uh, and then rebounding, I thought in general was good today. It was strong, but it was a team effort, and I thought that was great. We didn't have anybody with double double digit rebounding, but yet we still out rebounded Wisconsin thirty nine to 30, 36. So I thought that was a really um, nice effort from the team as well. And yeah. low turnovers, right? I think you mentioned that already. So yeah, and and, and I'll throw it back over. Kind of a team, you know. We we held their their leading score. Uh, I believe was Julie Papas Papaslova. Yes. I'm not yes. saying that Julie, and she was coming in with their leading score, and we held her to six points. Yeah, yeah. She know, normally so. averages thirteen. So yeah, half of what her average is. Um, so we were talking individual. One game I thought was a little quiet today, but still did a nice, nice job all around was Chloe for us today. Mm-hmm. I thought Chloe Moore McNeil was a little quiet today, but she still ended up with six assists again, you know, back to doing what is coming to her and what is needed of her. She, she I thought she played a role, but it was maybe just a little less. Um, I don't know how, what the word I'm struggling to come up with. It was it was a little quieter from her than we have have seen her a couple of times, but no complaints about her play. I didn't think it was bad, just um, maybe not quite as aggressive as we've seen in the past. Yeah, and she missed a couple open shots. They just didn't yeah. go down. They weren't bad shots. She didn't force yep. them or anything. And that was the thing I would say about Chloe. That she didn't really force much. I'm going to go back on one last one here, and that's um, 
bench points. I guess kind of more of a team. Yeah. But, but we we only we outscored them nineteen eleven off the bench. Yeah. And and there have been games where there have been stretches. We've done this show where you didn't score nineteen Any. points off the bench <laughs> uh, in four or five games. You know, combined. Yeah. But but again, I just think that again, I know the opponent wasn't top notch, and we're gonna have to we're gonna get a much better opponent. We're gonna talk about later in the show in Illinois on Wednesday. But we, but we have to. We need that kind of production for the bench. If we just get double digit points from the bench, to me, that's a pot. That's a positive, and we're mm-hmm. going to win a lot of games because it just means they're getting enough minutes to be productive. Yep, I agree. So, all right. So, you got any other stats you want to talk about? Nope, not for me. Not for me either. Okay. Whoops, wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> it's a Sunday. <laughs> it is. Yeah, right. and it's time for the Game Ball and Who's Your Hustle Awards. And I do want to point out, Quang and the Workaholics putting out a good stat here. We were scoring 1.31 points per possession today. Wow. And we held yeah. them to 0.789 or I'll say 0.79. So, again, just it, it was a dominating game. And, and like somebody, yeah. I think it, it, it might have been Royce in the in the chat in the Workaholics or maybe Steve that talked about it was almost like an assassin hit. It was just cold-blooded by the Hoosiers today. And it really was. And I think that really talks about – to a certain degree before we move into these two awards, just the kind of team Terry Morin is assembled yeah. and, and the program that she's built in, in Bloomington. So Kathy, I'm going to throw it to you. Who do you have for game ball? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving my game ball to McKenzie today. Again, I thought she just put up an all American performance again. Um, I think, you know, she didn't play at all in that fourth quarter, but gosh, that first half, she had 21 points and seven, seven rebounds by halftime. So for me, I thought she um, really came in. That was a hard call. I think again, with a game like this, where we have 93 points by the team. There were just some really fantastic performances, but I think McKenzie again, 29 points, um, eight rebounds. Um, the only negative is she had three turnovers um, uh, on the, on the day where I just thought that was great. I mean, she came really close to getting her her season high again, which was thirty one or thirty two points. And again, she did that without playing at all in the fourth quarter. So for me, I I voted for uh, McKenzie. Well, we're gonna need some help from the workaholics here because I'm gonna go with Yar- I'm gonna go with Yarn Garzon. Nineteen yeah. points, seven of nine shooting, four for five from deep, eight rebounds, seven assists and a steal. Now she did turn it over a couple times, but for the mound ball that she handles the ball, I can live with the two turnovers. And I always say this mom needs to come to more games in. Yeah. <laughs> because because <laughs> she came out on if, fire. If, if, we, if we can, if she can do that when mom's in attendance, mom needs to stick around for a while and, and make <laughs> more games. So we're going to need some help from the workaholics here. All right. Uh, who, between McKenzie and Yarden for the game ball. And while yep. we're moving on to, and while you guys are voting on that, helping us, I'm going to, we're going to move on also to the hustle award and, and, and I will put that over to you as well, Kathy, to go first. Gosh, I struggled on this one, Jeff. Again, I mean, this is a good problem to have. Yeah. I, I really, um, originally I wrote down Garzon for my hustle award, but, um, I think, I think my final vote actually is going to go to, I think Lily Meister again, just coming in off the bench, almost getting double figure. She was super efficient, three or four shooting, um, and no turnovers and um, two rebounds in her 10 minutes on the floor. So I thought she came out and just really played um, with a lot of energy and um, a lot of spark for us. And I thought she hustled. And so to me, that's um, where I'm going to land, I think, for my final vote for hustle. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make that one unanimous because that was who I had as well. Lily Meister coming off the bench, as you mentioned, 10 minutes of action. It was eight points, as I mentioned earlier as well, plus 21 
which again I know is a flawed stat in game, but I, I'm a I I liked that stat when I was coaching. So it's probably why I still gravitate to it a little bit here on the podcast. Um, we're still kind of looking on here. Yeah, I see uh, three or four votes for Yarden and one for McKenzie for the game ball. So, yeah, so, so I guess we're going to go. With, we're going to go with Yarden Garzon as the game yes. ball winner today. So she's going to move up on that list. Um, I believe that's her second. It's her third. Third, excuse me, third. Yeah. Her third and the hustle award for Lily. That's I believe Lily's is first. her first. Yes, so. it is. I had to check the notes here. Yes, <laughs> it is. All right. So, or, unless you updated it, because she was already with one on the scroll. So that would be her second. Oh, yeah, there it is. I was looking for her last name. Sorry. That's that's <laughs> yes, fine. that's her second one. But it's hard to sometimes keep it updated in the show. I'm not know, especially we've had what? One, two, three. We've had eight different players we've given the Hustle Award to this year. So <laughs> which again, another good problem, good to, problem have. to have. You know, yeah. and at some point you'd like to be able to feel like you had that many who could get the game ball, but there for a while, it, it was almost the McKenzie, the McKenzie Holmes award as well. So, yep. um, and, and Kathy, and, and we'll look into the workaholics here as well. Any lingering questions out of this game for you? Uh, boy, no, I, you know, I just, <laughs> my one biggest lingering question out of the Maryland game was again, would we see a drop off and, you know, we're going to get into the, the next uh, the preview of our next opponent here in a minute, and this is on the road. So I guess maybe my question is going into that game, will will we travel this time, right? And so, you know, our one blemish on our record this year was um, on the road. So I'm hoping, again, we can sustain this, take 24 hours again tomorrow to, to celebrate this, and then and then let's erase it and prepare for Illinois on the road here. And Illinois has been playing really yep. well you know they're probably the biggest surprise to me and biggest turnaround of any of the big 10 10 teams from last year because what did illinois won two games last year i think um, league, yeah yeah so i so will we travel this time you know I, I i think um we've had some really great road wins so that's my my biggest thing right now is seeing how how well we kind of continue to prepare for these games and I think the one difference here, and I agree with your lingering question. I, I really do that. That was one thing I had in my head was, can we travel with it now? Cause you have to go out on it to a team that wasn't expected to be top tier of the big 10, but it's proven to be so far. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and they're actually playing, I believe right now they were hosting Minnesota today. I believe they were about an hour ahead behind us on start time. So, um, but anyway, um, it has traveled. Now, one thing I will say here, you didn't have Grace Berger when we went to Michigan state. Yeah, I think, Grace I think Berger, that made a big difference. I think it would. I think it makes a huge difference because I think yep. Grace would have made. I don't think we would have turned it over twenty some times in East Lansing if Grace had been there. No, I'm not. And and, and that to me was where the game was won and lost. The fact yes. that we turned it over so much because we shot like fifty eight percent that day, but we turned yep. it over way too much. Um, so that's the lingering question I have, as well as will it travel. The only other kind of lingering question I have is can we continue to use the bench, the Bargasser, the Meisters? Can we get them, especially, you know, and we know Scalia is going to play, all right? We, or Scotty is going to play, excuse me. We know Scotty is going to play, get her normal, you know, minutes and such. But if we can get Meister and Bargasser, maybe one other person, eight to 10 minutes, I think that's huge. And that's going to be kind of my lingering question as we go along, especially as we play some of the better teams. We'll, t we'll coach more and trust them to get them those three, four minutes or two, three minutes at a time. She did it against Maryland. So I think she's starting to kind of come around and I should, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm chastising, but I think she's starting to trust them that she can put them out there for a couple of minutes at a time and get some people rest. Yeah, I agree. 
So absolutely. Anything else on the lingering questions? I didn't see anything from the uh -huh. workaholics today on lingering questions. This is what nope. happens when you have a blowout. 30 I know. You know. 37 point win or whatever it turned out to be. When you scored 93 points in one of our, you know, yeah, and, quote unquote complaints is they didn't shoot good three point shooters in the first half. And, three point and, and, our, and our other complaints, <laughs> they didn't score a hundred. You know, right. So talk about triple digits, you know, yeah. um, you know, so. All right, so let's preview our next opponent. Who you know? What's next for us? And I'll take the first part of this, Kathy, and I'll let yeah. you kind of talk about the individuals a little bit. Uh, that game is Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. Um, the game will unfortunately still be on Big Ten Plus, all right, or BTN Plus, nice. however you want to think of it. I, but we're getting to the point. I think Ari put this out there either on our chat or on Twitter the other day that I think once we get to the first of February, we're, we'll be about done with BTN Plus games. Yeah, we still got a few more. Um, they uh, and we see here in the chat, Steve. Thank you. Uh, Illinois yes, is up I by fourteen. That. Illinois is up by fourteen. Um, IU is forty-seven and twenty-nine all time in the series, including twenty-two and twenty in Champaign. And knock on wood, we've won the last fourteen in a row, including the matchup this past December, sixty-five, sixty-one in Bloomington. Illinois is fourteen and three overall, and four and two in the league. Looks like they're probably about to go uh, one game better than that, but I won't put it in Sharpie yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And before today, their most recent game was last Sunday. They've been off for a week uh, when they lost to league leader Ohio State in Columbus, 87-81. So they played well in Columbus. And Kathy, I'll let you take the next part. Yeah, they sure. So um, again, Illinois, um, they are currently ranked 24th now. This is the first time um, this last week they they went uh, and hit those rankings this year. And, you know, the, we struggled with them a little bit when we played them at home. But to your point, the same with Michigan State. We didn't have grace in that game yep. either. So I think that changes the flavor. Of it. But as a team, um, Illinois is averaging 81 points per game. So they definitely can score, score the basket there. Um, they only give up 62.4 points per game. They also out rebound their opponents by about 10 rebounds per game. I mean, that's almost just 11 staggering. Yeah. Almost 11, 10.6. Um, in terms of shooting, they shoot 43% field goal percentage and 37% from three on the defensive side. They hold their opponents to 37.5 field goal percentage and only 29% from three point land. Um, in terms of uh, continuing on defense, they force around 15 turnovers per game, but they also commit around 14.4 turnovers per game. Um, on the individual side, they do have four players that average double figures for them. They're led by Makira Cook. She averages 18 points per game, which is fifth in the Big Ten. Um, they have an Indiana native um, from Northwestern High School, Kend Kendall Bostic. She leads the Illinois in the Big Ten on the glass with a staggering 10 rebounds per game. And she also contributes around 10 points per game. Um, from a coaching perspective, Shauna Green, this is her first year as head coach for Illinois. And again, just what a turnaround for her. And I would think she's, um, to your point here in the run sheet, I think she's got to be in the running for conference head coach of the year. So um, I think that's just an amazing turnaround. Again, I think those two games, Jeff, um, fact check me on this. They won two games last year total, right? Like not two conference games, two total games. I'll, I'll I, I don't, that, right? I don't, I don't have it pulled up, Kathy. You could be right. I, don't, I know they struggled big time last year. I can't remember if it was two in the league or just two overall. 
Yeah, and so. they and they also beat Illinois. Um, you know, the number Iowa. twelve. At the, uh, excuse me, they beat themselves. Yeah, Illinois beat Iowa yep. <laughs> um, when um, Iowa came to town. So this is definitely not the, the Illinois team of our recent past. It's definitely one the team has to really be ready and on on point with everything. So, what kind of keys though do you think we should look for in this game? I, I think you got to go back to turnovers first and yeah. foremost. Even though they don't, they aren't turning over people a lot. They, 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 the, if we go over there and play like we did at Michigan State, where we just kind of have 20 plus turnovers because a lot of them are unforced, it's going to be a long night. The other thing is rebounding. Right. Uh, this is a, this has been an issue for this women's team for a couple of years that when we don't play very well, usually one of the things that shows up is we're not rebounding. We're giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. As you mentioned, they're out rebounding opponents by almost 11 a game. And Kendall Bostick, the Indiana kid, is averaging just over almost 10, is averaging 10.4 to lead the league. And for those of you not familiar, Kendall played at Northwestern High School just outside of Kokomo. She was on the same team with Madison Layden at Purdue when they were in high school. And I want to say they won three straight high school championships here in the state with that team. So um, they were a very, very good team. It was either two or three. But I, I want to go back to Shauna Green real quick. Number one, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on her a little bit. But she came over from Dayton where she had had a really good run over at Dayton and really proved that she was a good coach. And I really liked the hire by Illinois. But I didn't think she would have this kind of effect on them. Now, she brought a couple kids in. She was hit the portal a little bit. But you talk about – and I know probably at the end of the season they're going to give conference coach of the year to somebody who's probably either winning the league or top two maybe. And Illinois probably won't be in the top two or three at the end. But, boy, where she's taken them in, a, in less than a year, like you said, either two wins in the Big Ten or two wins overall to where they're 14-3 and three coming into the day – I, she, I I think that speaks volumes. The other part about that would worry me if I was an Illinois fan is some other program going to try and poach her because I, Illinois has right. not been a perennial Big Ten power. <clears throat> and so with some other school in a, in, a, in a league like the SEC or the Big 12 that might think of themselves as a power that's down, try to poach her away. So, But she's a, I, I thought she was a really good coach over at Dayton, and she's shown that at Illinois. Yeah, I, I agree. I started listening to an interview that uh, a podcast did with her and I haven't been able to finish it, but they were asking her about the turnaround and she was just so modest, right? Like she didn't take any credit and it was amazing, right? It, it, she was completely like, oh, you know, I'm just really lucky because I have this great team. They're really cohesive. They're putting in the extra work. I really can't take credit for any of it. I thought it was just really a fantastic comment from her. So I have a lot of respect for her. I didn't, you know, don't know what she did from, from Dayton at all, but I I've been shocked. And so is that, I mean, she, they're sixth in the league right now and they were one of the dead last teams from last year. So the, the turnaround to me is staggering. So yeah. I would sure hope that she is in definite conversation for conference um, coach of the year for sure. And I know they may show up sixth on that list. When you really look at it, they're about tied for four. There's, uh, there's Ohio state, Illinois and Indiana, or excuse me, Iowa and Indiana, Michigan. And then yeah. I think Illinois is in there with some other teams that are four and two as well. But again, like you said, they're, they're right now they're above Purdue in the standings. And we kind of had our preseason preview. We really thought Purdue might be that team right. that kind of middle or just outside the top half that would sneak in to maybe that that top third of the league. And they, they haven't done that yet. It doesn't mean they won't, but they haven't. Um, and the other yeah. thing here that I want to say, and, and I don't, I didn't go back and watch it, but if I remember, correctly and, and 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 you can correct me or somebody in the work hall can correct it seemed like we really struggled and again grace did not play that game 
but it seemed like we really struggled to contain their guards in that first game. And that opened up some things for Bostic, especially to get to the glass and some other people to do things that, you know, we really seem to be at times chasing. Yeah, that's what I, I remember as well. And I, I feel like that game, we might've had the turnover bug hit us a little bit too, but I can't remember um, exactly. Um, so Illinois is playing right now, assuming they hang on to beat Minnesota, they're up by 14 going into the fourth quarter. That will take them to five and two in the conference, which will tie them with Michigan and Maryland for basically third place, right, right, right behind us in Iowa. So yes. So they're again, just not a team to take, take lightly for sure. And as Royce points out in the workaholics here with the chat, there is a log jam at the top, yeah. mainly because the top teams really have not played in each other. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, Iowa and, and Michigan played the other, uh, last week, I believe it was Indiana and uh-huh. Maryland have played, but Ohio state, you know, hasn't played in Iowa. They haven't played uh, a Michigan yet. I don't think they, you know, so you, we, when you get into February and we talked about this in one of our preseason shows, for those of you who didn't weren't with us in, and I want to go back and listen to my episodes. We did kind of a preseason preview of the, of the big 10 and we really, and, and then also a couple separate ones on, on individual teams, of the big 10 and, and, or a couple teams at a time. And we really talked, one of the things we focused on is that February schedule for the teams who think they're going to be at the top is pretty brutal for all. And that's when they're all kind of playing each other. Uh, for example, IU plays Iowa twice in the month of February. They got Ohio State. Uh, they've got Michigan. They've got uh, you know all the kind of those teams that we thought were going to be at the top of the league, and and that, that and that's the same really for all the teams. So that's when you're going to really kind of see the log jam break apart, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Um, anything else on Illinois for you? I don't nope. have anything else. No, nope. okay. I will. I will come back here to the programming notes and AC Radio will be on. Actually, I will be on Wednesday night after the Illinois game. A little bit of a late show for us. We both will be working the next morning, but we'll we'll be here live after the Illinois game. Be here around probably around what time did I say that game was starting? About nine o'clock. About nine o'clock central. So it's a seven o'clock start. So central time will be on around nine central, 10, 10 Eastern, maybe a little earlier if it gets over a little quicker. Uh, AC Radio will be. Uh, excuse me. Well, AC Radio will have their post game show Thursday after the men play Illinois. Also in Illinois. <laughs> also in Champaign. All right. And also be sure to catch and subscribe to the next episode of Crimson Cast, part of our Back Home Network family. And also you can catch Amanda's podcast over there at Back Home uh, or at uh, Crimson Cast about the women as well. Uh, our next show, as I mentioned, will be Wednesday at about nine o'clock central time. All right, we're going to wrap this episode up here. Uh, been a great. You know, it's always fun when you have blowouts. Whatever been times yeah. we've watched or had to be on with the with the AC guys after some of the losses the men have had, and those have not been as much fun as this one's been today. But I'm going to throw over to Kathy. Your last take. What's your final take from coming away from today? Yeah, I mean, this was just another fun win. Maryland was really fun for different reasons than today was fun. And I just, I I continue to say that this team, and I think Andy Bottoms um, tweeted this out as well after the Maryland game, they just bring a lot of joy, I think, to the fans. And I think we are seeing that, you know, the more this the word is getting out, so to speak, on this this team, the more other people are jumping onto the that that roller coaster with us, which has been just going up and up and it's great. And we saw that from attendance day. Again, that was the highest um, recorded regular season attendance at over 10,000 
um, fans showing up. And that just makes me very happy to see that, you know, I live in Iowa, so I can't um, obviously go <laughs> to many of the games. I, I will still plan on going to the Iowa game in Iowa City into February. But, you know, those home crowds are just important. And I saw a quote from I think it was Mackenzie Holmes after the Maryland game that one of the Maryland players came over to her and said, your fans are just so loud. It really took us out of the game. And I just want everyone to understand that that that's impactful. It's impactful to the women to see the support, but it also impacts the other team. And it's, you know, it's, it's a great advantage to have. And I love it because, you know, they do bring a lot of joy. They, they get on that court every single time. And the one constant you know you're going to get from this entire team is hustle right from beginning mm -hmm. to end from tip to the end and you know the announcers today even pointed that out there was about 50 seconds left to go and you know clearly at that point we're up 30 something points and terry Morin's still over on the sidelines coaching as if you know it's maybe a minute into the game and it's a two-point you know difference and so that that kind of um, culture goes through the rest of the team. And you know that from, from tip off until the end that you're going to get a hundred percent from these women. And that just really is fantastic basketball and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And a couple of things for uh, one thing, before I get into my last take, which I'm going to kind of piggyback off yours a little bit. Uh, Ari's now into the chat. He's, he's been listening. And since the press conference finished up, no word on why Mona Zarek did not play and why she was in street clothes. And nobody asked coach more in that question, but everybody else, basically yeah. everybody who was available played. Um, yeah. And, and I'm going to, I, I totally agree. And I'm going to use, a. I think one of the things that we, and I'm not trying to sound old. I'm not trying to make it sound like they're, that it's the same, but I think one of the reasons a lot of IU fans are my age, your age, the people that we've met through the assembly call community, but old and young who kind of grew up with either learning or watching the Bob Knight teams, see a lot of that in the program that Terry Morn has built. You, you look at the way they play defense. You look at the way they share the ball. You talk about, for example, when you said Terry's still coaching the same in the fourth quarter while they're up by 30 as, as it was the first two minutes again. That, who's that remind you of? <laughs> you know, Coach Knight always used to say you coach against the game, not against the score. Um, but you got um, – uh, but you just, you know, from that. And then Coach Knight always used to talk about last game, next game. And, and I think you hit that with that coming off the Maryland game. It would have been real easy coming off that kind of big win over Maryland to come in today, look at Wisconsin, and be like, that's a bottom team. We can yeah. kind of cruise, and we'll get a win. We'll just get a win and cruise through it. But, no, they went out there, and they dominated. It was – they did. Because no, Coach Knight always felt like you were only as good as the next game. You, if you got – if you if you, if you you focused on the last game, win or lose, it, and then you go out and you lose the next game, well, two losses, one loss became two, or a big win became a really bad loss, then that it, it didn't mean anything. You were only going to be as good as that next game. So you had to let go of the last game and get to and focus on the next game. And I think Coach Morin has done an excellent job as she's been here and built up the program. And like you said today, sets the record for most wins by a women's coach at Indiana. Um, and that shows in the way that the kids play, and it shows in the way they play the game you know, they're, they're, they, they, they are a reflection of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They're a lot of fun. Bottom line. I, I Bottom agree. Line. So anything else you want to add in here, Kathy? Nope, not for me. I think that wraps everything up. Yeah. If you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. You can also be a part of our private community as well. Join today at assemblycall.com. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our new logos. And again, we tried to rotate their logos that John made for us in the corner. If you're watching on our YouTube feed, 
And also a big thank you to Bob Thompson for our new music that you've heard throughout the broadcast as Kathy's been acting as producer today. And thank you to and thank you for listening for the workaholics in the chat. We'll be back to talk, excuse me, IU Hoops again on Wednesday. And till then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim. And for Kathy Amos, I'm Jeff Marlowe. Go Hoosiers. All right. All good, right. Good stuff, Jeff. Good stuff, Kathy. Good show. Thanks, everybody, and the workaholics. Yeah. Thanks, all. Have a great Sunday evening, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. <laughs> great Sunday evening. I have to. I'm actually off tomorrow, so I'm going to go watch some. I'm going to go watch some football and finish up and find out if my Dolphins were able to do something special, or did they just be the Dolphins? Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I think right. um, it's really nice here, so I'm going to go walk the dogs. So <laughs> I understand. I will talk to you Wednesday, and yep. I will. You know, and in between, obviously, we'll text and get the run sheets and everything going. But um, um, what are they going to tell you? Oh. Um, yep. Let me end the careful. broadcast real quick. So Go thanks ahead. everybody. Thanks everybody.